I think it was Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, that said more people are afraid of public speaking than dying, which means that most people would rather be in the casket than giving the eulogy. And so if if public speaking just absolutely terrifies you to your core, you are not alone. Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo, the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by our friends, WeGlot, who is known in the WordPress and WooCommerce space as a solution to help builders turn clients into multilingual shops. They are also continuing their support throughout 2023 as a global sponsor of WordCamps. So if you have a need to integrate client shops into various languages, make sure and visit their booth at WordCamp Europe or simply go to weglot.com. Well, it's Friday, and that means the Friday show. Today, Michelle Frechette brings her topic to the table, and that is about helping others take that step to speak at WordCamps, meetups, and other WordPress public speaking events. With her recent launch of WPSpeakers.com, it was a topic that is forefront on her mind. So join us as we give some thoughts and advice for those who are looking to start their public speaking endeavors. Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm good, Bob. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so I'm glad when we can get a chance to chat on a podcast. We try to catch up in an occasional word camp and we'll be <laughs> able to do that again soon. So that'll be good. Yeah, it's less than a month. Yeah. Well, I know that a lot of people know who you are, but I always like to at least have guests uh, give kind of a quick intro because there's always a few people that wander in and uh, don't quite have. I never the, assume everybody knows who I am, so yeah, it's all good. They, <laughs> yeah, right. So I am the um, Director of Community Engagement at Stellar WP, which is the software division of Liquid Web. So we have um, plugins and themes like Cadence and GiveWP. Mr. Content Pro, I'm never going to remember all of them at one time. Iconic, <laughs> orderable, the events calendar, give WP if I didn't already say that one, and Learn Dash and iThemes. I think I got them. Yeah, cool. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> I'll still be employed tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but I also do a bunch of other stuff in the community. I got a few podcasts. I um, volunteer a lot for the open source project and also work at post status. So people may have seen my name there. Yeah. So yeah, you keep busy. You're like me, you know, you get your I fingers do, yeah. different places and stuff, but <laughs> absolutely. Um, so anyway, Friday show. So what's on your mind? Well, I launched a little project that I think you know about because do the woo is a sponsor. of yeah. <laughs> WPSpeakers.com. And so it's been uh, two and a half weeks since I launched it. I I did that silly little thing where you start building a website on Monday, you actually soft launch it on Wednesday, um, which is just ridiculous, of course. And it was, but it happened to be during the Adirondack Summit that I was talking to people about it, like, oh, I'm working on this project. What do you think? And people started signing up. And then people started sharing it on social. And now it's been two and a half weeks and we have 233 speakers in a database wow. called WPSpeakers.com. And my goal with it is that, hey, if you're looking for a speaker for your, especially for meetups, right? Sometimes it's really hard to 
rally the troops to have one more person locally speak about something every month, um, especially you know during the pandemic, our numbers dwindled a little bit. Uh, a lot of meetups stopped altogether for a while. Um, and you sometimes just exhaust your resources for a little bit and people just want to hear or learn something um, that's outside of your group's knowledge base. So for example, nobody in my Rochester, uh, New York meetup was really well versed on AI. And so I've had two months in a row, people come in and teach about different ways you can use AI with your WordPress business. And so I was able to get in an outside speaker for that. Um, and of course we do have local speakers as well. And we always talk, we always save time for whatever people are doing, but sometimes you just need fresh, fresh voices, you know, or, or on your stage or at your event. And I know as having been not only a meetup organizer, but WordCamp organizer, WordFest organizer, um, you know, helped a little bit with the Adoram Summit, things like that, that sometimes you just need a list of people you can kind of go down and go, wow, this person knows something that none of us know. And I haven't met this person before. This this person might be a great speaker at my event. And so WP Speakers helps you do that. And hey, you and I are both podcasters. If you're looking for a subject matter yeah. expert on something, <laughs> it's a great place to tap into as well. Or if you want somebody to contribute to an article on your blog. I mean, it says WP Speakers, but it doesn't have to be um, just for speakers. It can be for people who can help out in, in multiple areas. And the whole idea was that even as well connected as I am in the WordPress community, I don't know everybody. I couldn't possibly know everybody. And I don't necessarily know somebody who's an expert in X, Y, or Z. And so if I had a list of those people I could reach out to, wouldn't that be awesome? And then, well, how am I going to build that list? I want people to opt into it. What better way than a WordPress website? And so I, and, and the reason I could build it so quickly is I did use Cadence and uh, I used one of the templates so that I could be like, swap out these pictures, add these functions. Look, it's a website. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. So, <laughs> so in WordPress, you, you can, I know there's a lot of people that are like, if you didn't, you know, build it from the, you know, de development side of it and do your own coding. Did you really build a WordPress website? Yes. Yes, you did. Absolutely. Do I call myself a developer? Nope. But I do call myself a web designer because I'm able to do those kinds of things. So yeah, that's what, that's what it's all about. So getting speakers in there and getting, getting everybody in there and being able to find and connect to speakers. So. Right. And, you know, speaking of cadence, I did the same thing with BobWP.com. I yeah. wanted to do something a little bit more, make it kind of a hub. And one weekend I just thought, I, I was doing, oh, I know this was, my story was I was going to do it using blocks and native, you know, and I got in there and it was like, I thought, man, what this, I just, I mean, as much as I'd like to say, I'm going to do this, this is not working. <laughs> so I, I put cadence in, grabbed one of the templates, tweaked it. And it was like over the weekend I had my site ready and I could just put it out and not worry about it. It was like, yeah. yeah so, so anyway, but yeah, this is cool because it's it's true. It's like you said, we both know a lot of people. And I know through this podcast, maybe this is one of the reasons I do this podcast is how many people I've had come on, talk with other hosts and stuff. But, you know, I don't know them. They're I'm meeting them for the first time. I you know, you sometimes people think we know everybody. Well, we don't. Everybody doesn't <laughs> know us. So it's it's exactly. nice to have a resource like that. And it is much more versatile than just thinking of, you know, meetups and word camps. I mean, there's a lot of people that you could use it for. In fact, you know, it, it's almost like a, 
I want to say a little WordPress bio for some of these people, because also you can, like you said, see what they're interested in these days, uh, maybe currently, you know, what they're doing and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's really cool. I'd love to just see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of people on that. And so what do you, what do you think, or what, what is your advice? I mean, some people might be thinking, ah, uh, you know, I don't really quote unquote, consider myself a speaker, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to get into it. Yeah. And I don't know if I should submit this because it might put me on the spot or something. Yeah. What would you say to somebody if they asked you about that? Well, I've had actually two people do that exact same thing. So both people, I, I've been sending the link out. Hey, I'd love to have you in the speaker database. And two separate people said to me, oh, I've never spoken before. And my response was, do you want to? Do you want to speak? And both of them said, yeah, sure. I said, then this is your way to start doing that. So um, nothing in being in the speaker database says that you have to already have spoken. If you consider yourself a subject matter expert on anything and you'd like the opportunity to be found, um, you can join the database as well. Does it, is there a guarantee that somebody that you're going to always be contacted? Of course not. There's 233 people in there already, right? So depending on your region, what languages you speak, what time zone you're in, those might have some um, effect on whether or not somebody reaches out to you. But there is, but every single person in the database, they have a page of their own. Um, so it's kind of like you said, like, and actually what's really cool is their headshot shows up as the featured image. So when you share it, your smiling face goes out on social as well. Um, but you have a, a contact form on that page. So that if somebody does want to reach out to you, they fill out that contact form and you'll get an email. And so far, you know, I can see um, from the from the dashboard side of things that people are starting to use the database, not only to put themselves into it, but to reach out to subject matter experts as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. Do you feel like us as a community need to be a little bit more, I mean, I, I shouldn't even ask you this because I know the answer, but a little <laughs> bit more proactive to to get Again, more diversity. I mean, I, I deal with it on this podcast. I'm sure you've dealt with it in many different mm-hmm. avenues and different ways sure. where you want to, you work at it. And sometimes it goes really smoothly. Other times you get in this leg of a bunch of white dudes or whatever, you know, and you're, <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. my God, you know, you're visually seeing it or something. And sure, what do you think? Um, we can do as individuals and, uh, you know, we can do it as a community. We can do that. But where are the opportunities as individuals to amplify that a bit then, you know, don't just say, oh, that's cool. You know, say, oh, really? Let's talk about that a bit. Do you think there's can be more done individually or do you think we need to do more as a mass? Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and say both, of course, but So if you are in charge of a project like your own podcast and you want to see more diversity in it, the first thing is to look at, look where you are and how far you've come and see, like do a little bit self-analysis. Is there an issue? Do I need to have some more diversity in this? Is it, you know, 85% men and 15% women? Is it, you know, 70% white and only 30% diverse, uh, ethnically diverse? Do I, do have I had, um, people with disabilities on my show? Have I had neurodivergent people on my show? Like There are a lot more things that make us uh, diverse than just the color of our skin and the gender that that we portray. Um, and so, you know, and, and how we prefer to be called. 
but when you look at some of those things, um, you can, you can absolutely kind of do a little self-analysis. And I mean, I do that all the time, right? So I have podcasts and, and my, my biggest podcast, WP Coffee Talk. Uh, and I look back over that and I think, am, am I getting a good representation of the global community here? If I was doing um, a Rochester-based podcast and it was all for Rochesterians, I wouldn't necessarily look at things in the exact same way. I would look at what my local demographic is made up of and I would think about what that looks like as far as making sure that I have representation of the people who live in my area. Um and make sure that, you know, like if, if I was, I don't know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there, there are different ways that you can be um, more inclusive. Mm-hmm. And so in my opinion, you should always look for ways to include more people rather than less. You will, as, as in marketing, always appeal to a wider audience. If you yourself have shown that you include members of that audience in your podcast or in your project. One of the things that we say about, um, you know, stages and things like that is people want to come to events and people want to watch um, things on television and th- people want to listen to podcasts when they can see or hear themselves there via somebody else that looks like or sounds like them. So if there's an event and it's 90% men and 10% women, do you think those 10% women feel tokenized or do you think they feel like honored to be included in the men? I have news for you. It's not the honor. Like we, <laughs> we do feel tokenized, right? And so you have to be careful when you are seeking diversity and inclusion that you're doing it for the right reasons, that you're not just going, oh, there's a black face, that person will do. I want to make sure that I have more black faces on my community or brown faces. And so we can't work from a point standpoint of pure um, tokenization. It needs to be truly representative. That's what underrepresentation, you know, we have underrepresented in tech is another one of my projects where you can reach out to people who are in underrepresented groups. Um, we've vetted them, you know, they've answered questions that, that show us who they are. And so you can reach out to that group. You can look through WPSpeakers.com and find people who are um, located in different regions. You can make sure that you're talking, you know, they're including people who speak other languages if you want to. I mean, it's going to be hard for me to do a podcast in Spanish because I don't speak Spanish. But if you're looking for Spanish speakers, there are people who have registered um, German and Spanish and all the, I can't even remember all the different languages now in WPSpeakers.com. So I think some internal reflection is necessary. We tend as humans to gravitate towards people who look and sound like us. But if we are creating a product or an event for a bigger community, we need to make sure that we're looking outside of people who look and sound like us. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Hey, speaking of word camps, thought I'd take a quick break and invite anyone who is listening again to visit the Wiglot booth at the upcoming WordCamp Europe. In fact, both Michelle and myself will be there as well. So with Wiglot, myself or Michelle, grab a selfie, let's say hi, and let's connect and catch up at WordCamp Europe. And of course, do make an effort to visit all the sponsors this year, as any WordCamp cannot happen without them. And take the time to check out the amazing speakers and their sessions that are going on. Starting next week, you'll hear from one of the lead organizers more about WordCamp Europe and later on some great tips from the speakers. So hope to see you there and let's get back to my conversation with Michelle. 
what is that little push? And this is that person that really does not have that confidence out there. I mean, they want to do it, but, you know, and people have suggested it to them and they think, yeah, it would be really cool to speak at a WordCamp or speak at a meetup or be on a podcast. But there's that confidence level that they maybe are very nervous or they do not um, feel that they have the given talent to do it or what, what do you, when you've met somebody like that, what do you say to them? I think it comes down to a couple of things. So there has to be a desire, first of all. So if you are absolutely terrified of public speaking and you have no desire to do public speaking, then that's not the person that you want to ask to do something. And, and exactly. And pressuring people, I think is really difficult too. Right. So like there, you could be like, Oh, you'd be really good. And like, and then the person says yes. And then they feel pressured and now their anxiety is up. You know, we have to be careful about those kinds of things for sure. Um, but what I think is, is really good for people who think they want, might want to do something like that is to encourage them to do something small first. Right. So like the, if the first thing, if you are terrified of public speaking, then applying to speak at WordCamp US is probably not the first thing that you should do. Like look at your local meetup, talk about, you know, see if there's ways to contribute there. Um, I worked with a woman a couple of years ago as a coach who was, who she knows her stuff. She's awesome. But when she first started coming to our meetup, she was to like her anxiety about speaking in front of other people was so great that she didn't even want to raise her hand and ask a question. And she would message me questions afterwards. And so I started working with her to um, not just for her business, but kind of gain some confidence and that kind of thing. And she spoke at two word camps. She doesn't want to make a habit of it. She just, but she pushed herself to be able to do that and found people accepting and excited about the things that she was doing. And so it gave her like the confidence to do other things within her business. So join a women's networking group, for example, and not feel like she has to sit in the back. And so those kinds of things, you know, if you do push yourself, if you're comfortable, if you have even the tiniest little smidge of wanting to push outside your comfort zone, I should say, then I encourage you to find ways to do that. Take the baby steps um, talk at your local meetup, or even just sit down and talk to somebody one-on-one that you'd like to learn more from and start to work that way. There is, um, I think it was Jerry Seinfeld, the comedian, that said more people are afraid of public speaking than dying, which means that most people would rather be in the casket than giving the <laughs> eulogy. And so if if public speaking just absolutely terrifies you to your core, you are not alone. And even people who get up and speak at multiple events every year, online, in person. Um, some of those people still get knots in their stomach right before they take the stage. I used to be that way. I'm not that way anymore because I've just kind of done it enough that I don't get nervous. But um, I only get nervous for tech. Like if I'm doing an online presentation, like what if my internet goes down in the middle <laughs> yeah, of this, yeah, right? Yeah. But that doesn't make me a bad speaker. That makes yeah. me not have reliable internet or whatever. So, um, you know, but, but those, you can't control everything. Sometimes mistakes happen. Um, you know, I tell people when, before they come on my, any of my podcasts that if you inadvertently swear, it's okay. I'm not going to be like, oh, I can't publish it now, you know, because we're not making content for children um, and some of these podcasts. And so, and, and truthfully, most children have heard those words at home before anyway. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're not indoctrinating yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I, but I, I think there's ways to, if you are seeking um, 
ways to kind of be out in the community more and do public speaking more, start small, build from there. There are people who coach, there are people who mentor. So if you're looking for some of those, you know, don't be afraid to kind of like even post publicly that I've, I'm looking for a coach to help with XYZ. Um, I'm looking for a mentor for, you know, whatever it is. Um, and even just a one-on-one ask somebody, hey, will you look over this talk description before I submit it and have somebody else's eyes on it? Those are always good things um, when you're first getting ready and getting started and doing those kind of things. So I say go for it. If you want to, do it. If you don't want to, don't be afraid to say no and do it, you know, and, and don't feel bad about it if it's not something that's in your real house. Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote a poster. I did something recently where I was talking about like, but over 30 years ago or 30, over 35 years ago, when we first started our business, I remember going to a chamber of commerce breakfast and having to go around and introduce yourself, just a quick stand up. And that was when I was first into business and having to network and do all that stuff. And, my, you know, I was just, I, I'm, I would just almost get nauseous waiting for my turn. It was just like, I was so nervous. I told myself, I gotta, gotta keep at this. And, you know, I did it and did it and did it and stuff. And and you're right. Even, I mean, I'm speaking at, um, coming up at WordCamp um, Lisbo in Lisbon, Portugal. And I haven't spoke for several years, you know, and I just have, a, I kind of, kind of step back and let, you know, other people do it. And I just felt I'd done enough of it. But um, even then I'm like thinking, wow, it's been a while. So, you know, you get that little, I, I even get a little bit of a twinge, like, wow, you got to get up there and actually, speak again but but you're right about the 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 stepping stones and using different things i mean the podcast is a perfect example we have a lot of developers that come in here that never have been on a podcast never spoke publicly and i always know if somebody you know if i ask somebody to be on they say whoa no you know i mean i can tell it's like no this isn't going to happen so i don't push it i just say hey you know (laughs) I right. get it. That's good. Exactly. If they say, well, you know, I've never been on, I'm kind of nervous. And I said, I talked to them a little bit and it's surprising how many people actually do get on and end up at the end. In fact, almost all of them at the end say, wow, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was fun. It was, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. And whatever they go on and do, if they do other speaking and stuff, but they, you know, they've been given the opportunity and they realize, you know, and it is, it's a lot different speaking into a microphone and talking to a few people and having a conversation than standing in front of a group. But, you know, it can be just that little, little piece that helps you get a little bit more relaxed and know that you do have something to say, you know, and people are interested in hearing you. Mm-hmm, exactly. And, and that, I always tell people when they, they're nervous to come on a podcast with me, I'm like, you know how we just had that conversation last week where it was just you and me on the screen? That's exactly what it's going to be like, except yeah. I'm going to press record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to be nervous. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think part, of, part of it is if you can relate to the podcaster um, at, at a personal level, if you know them, even, even if you know them socially through groups but you're not close friends or anything if you can you can trust that person if you know enough about them you've listened to their podcast you can trust that they're not going to get you on and be and like suddenly they become yellow journalists aha yeah where were you on the night of right (laughs) (laughs) none of us are out for blood (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding yeah put them on the spot (laughs) it's all good it's all good yeah yeah so anyway um so yeah your your site Uh, i i love that idea it's uh 
It's great. I'm hoping, you know, I, I was trying to think of, there's got to be some little something we can do, something to um, sometime make it like a special little, I, I don't know, get people, more people know about it and stuff because I think it is a great opportunity. And if people can kind of look at it as, hey, this is, I'm putting my name in the hat here type of thing. And, you know, they can always turn something down if somebody says, you know, and it kind of words them out or whatever. But if they have that little bit of inkling of, um, you know, being somewhere and talking about something, a lot of these meetups, uh, you know, are smaller groups now, you know, and you may be sitting around a table of 10, 15 people. And often those can, you know, be as much of a conversation as a presentation. You can just get in there and have actual back and forth with people rather than feeling like you're on the spot having to give all the information. Yeah. And and here's the tip that I don't always tell speakers is you don't have to have a PowerPoint. You can just get up and talk. (laughs) I've done so many talks. I mean, I do a lot with PowerPoint because especially at WordCamps where people want to be able to take a picture, remember things. Of course I have uh, you know, PowerPoints and things like that. But what I've given some talks, especially online talks, so online WordCamps and things and, and meetups over the last couple of years during the pandemic. Yeah, I just like I just winged it. I just sat there and looked at the camera and just talked about what I wanted to talk about. I had my notes, you know, on screen so that I could reflect, um, make sure I didn't miss anything. But it doesn't have to be, especially WordCamps meetups. It's It feels formal, but it's really a relaxed environment. And I think the thing that people don't realize is everybody wants you to win. Nobody comes and sits in your talk because they want to pull a gotcha and tell you. And, and that's where the imposter syndrome for a lot of speakers comes in. Very first time I ever gave a word. I'm not, I'm not a, a nervous person for public speaking as a general rule because I've done it a lot in my life. But the first time I gave a talk at a word camp, I was like, everybody's going to know I'm not a coder. I'm not a developer. And they're going to be like, that's not true. And instead, the opposite happened, right? So I got up, I gave my talk. I stepped over to the um, happiness bar. And I had like people lined up to continue asking me questions. Not a single person stood up and said, that's not true. You know, yeah, where, where did yeah. you learn this from? <laughs> because realistically, if, if you, people are walking into the room that you are speaking in, they want to learn something and they think you're the person who can teach it to them because you have said, I understand this information and I'm going to share it. So people are generally there in a very positive uh, you know, attitude because they want to learn from you and they want to, um, they want to see you win. They want you to get to the end and be like, yeah, there's a, that was an awesome talk, you know? And yeah. so I'd love to say that every single one of my talks has always been a phenomenal, but you know, some <laughs> yeah. of them have been hit or miss over the years and that's okay. Right. So even if one person learned something and took away something from it, um, that I think that's good. And I know that anybody who has a desire to speak has the ability to also portray information, a relay information that somebody in the room can learn from. And so if you have the ability to share information that, uh, that will edify other people's work or life, then go for it. If you have that desire, then find a way to do it. Exactly. And I, I've told a few people, I might have even shared this story some other time on the podcast, but what you're talking about, I was at a, uh, a word camp and somebody I know actually in the space, I'm not going to name names or anything, but he was um, sitting on the floor kind of up against the wall, just, he just, you know, just really quiet looking down. So I sat down next to him, asked how things were going. He was going to speak. But he said, Bob, I am so nervous. People are going to, you know, just 
it's it's going to be horrible. And he was just, he was so stressed out. And so we just talked. I mean, I can't be a cheerleader or make him feel better, but I said, you know, I said, just go in there, talk about what you know. People are very forgiving in this community. They understand. And if you don't, you know, if you, you know, have to pause a moment and think about things, do it. Just, you know, anyway, so we just talked a bit and he, of course, he had to go in there. And afterwards, I I didn't get a chance to go in and watch him, but towards the end, I went over there and he was finishing up and it seemed to be going really good. And, you know, he came out and I said hi to him and I wasn't going to press him like, how's this going? But I saw somebody come out that I knew and she was actually a a, a tech um, professor at the University of Washington and she'd been in there. So I I knew her enough and I just walked up to her. I said, oh, I missed that session. How was it? And she said, well, you know, the guy was a little nervous, but she said, boy, he had some really cool stuff to share. She said, it was really good. This guy, you know, I hope he keeps doing this and stuff. And I didn't even prompt it. I just thought she would be a good person to get some feedback. from. Yeah. So I went and told him that later. I just said, I just want you to know somebody I know. And this is a professor. This is somebody, this isn't, you know, and this is what she said. And he, you know, it just kind of gave him a smile and he, you know, did go on to do other stuff. But it was one of those things that, yeah, it's a, it's a forgiving community. You know, you just take a deep breath and somehow you get through it. And then, you know, it might just click with you. And before you know it, you're doing it all the time. (laughs) Well, I will also share that I did create a page on find a speak or find a speaker on wpspeakers.com for speaker resources. So if you're thinking about speaking and you're looking for some resources, I will continue to add them as I find them. There's a whole page of resources there that can help you get started. And I will also say that when you're told that you have 30 minutes or 45 minutes to talk and you think, how am I going to fill 30 minutes? It goes by much faster than you think it does. And you better be careful because you'll end up not being able to say all the things that you thought yeah, to say. Exactly. So practice, uh, practice, practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, been there, done that. All righty. Well, Michelle, it was great having you on the Friday show, just just talking about it. And, uh, you know, yeah, thanks for having people, me. People, if anybody out there ever is kind of hesitant, you know, well, you know the site to go to, get your name in there. And also, if you're, you know, hesitant, reach out to either one of us if you want, have questions about it or anything. We're, we're here for you. So, again, thank you very much, Michelle. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, I hope this one inspired you a bit and you do take advantage of the resources out there. Check out WP Speakers where you'll find a great collection of these resources. And if you're going to WordCamp Europe, stop by their booth and say hi to Weglot and tell them, do the woo set you. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.